Hello, Mission Kids! Courtney here. It is a great day that the Lord has made. Happy Thursday, my friends. Today is October 29th, and I hope you all are having a wonderful, beautiful start to your day. Today, our story is going to bring us back into Rome, and we are going to learn about the arena. What we call the Colosseum in the heart of Rome was known in its time as the Flavian Amphitheater, but most people likely call it the arena. What happened in the arena was a mixture of professional sports, theatrical entertainment, brutal justice, and bloody cruelty. The ground floor arches were entrance and exit gates. The arches on the second and third level each held statues depicting the various gods and virtues. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm just envisioning a big wrestling pit, like the size of a football field. And it sounds as vicious as one, too. You see, arena crowds gathered to watch well-trained gladiators fight each other to the death and to witness the hunting or fighting of wild animals, including bears, lions, giraffes, wild boars, rhinoceroses, crocodiles, and elephants. Another favorite spectacle included reenacting famous Roman military victories in which the Roman army would be played by gladiators and the enemies would be played by war prisoners or criminals. Also included were the occasional execution of criminals and traitors, especially slaves and people of the lowest social classes. There were several different weapons that could be used by a gladiator. They had swords, nets, daggers, bows and arrows, everything really you would envision about this time when you're picturing Rome. The Flavian Amphitheater could hold more than 50,000 people. The floor of the arena was made of wooden planks covered by a layer of sand. And beneath that floor was a labyrinth of ramps, passages, animal pens, holding cells, and storage rooms. Trap doors in the floor could be opened to release animals into the arena or to make it look like a gladiator appeared from nowhere. Some historians believe the entire floor of the arena could be flooded with water for the reenactment of famous naval battles. During its inaugural celebration, the Colosseum and its sponsor, the family of Emperor Titus, hosted a hundred days of entertainment. During this blowout, an estimated 2,000 gladiators and 5,000 animals were killed. Now, parents, I'm sure that you're listening right now and wondering, why in the world am I talking about all of this to your children? It's mostly to show the contrast of the Roman world, aside from Christians. Now, we have no way of knowing who came and went through the arches of the amphitheater, but we do know that the Christians were not fans of the arena and its entertainments. Persecution of Christians over the decade resulted in Christians being executed in the arena. Some Christians died in the teeth of wild animals or beneath merciless swords among the cheers and jeers of the masses. 
This gave later Christians even more of a reason to hate the games and their brutality. So a story that comes to mind... Cut that last sentence, please. Now, the cool thing about the Colosseum is that it was later reused for things like housing, workshops, quarters for religious order, so like monks or nuns, a fortress, and a Christian shrine. Although today it stays partially ruined because of damage caused by earthquakes and robbers, the Colosseum is still a very iconic symbol of Rome. It is actually one of Rome's most popular tourist attractions, and it still has close connections to the Catholic Church. And each Good Friday, the Pope will lead a Way of the Cross procession that starts in the area around the Colosseum. Now, tomorrow's podcast, we're going to learn a little bit more about the gladiators who are part of the Colosseum in the early church days. But one of the things that I wanted to point out about this place is that we see a very big difference in how it was and how it later became and how the church used it in a lot of really cool ways. And I think it's a really good reminder that there were a lot of things in early church times that were not really that great. People weren't treated well, there was slavery still, people loved to worship anything but God, and yet still, there has been so much growth and improvement and redemption in those stories. Even a place filled with death like the arena was made new and is now a very historical part of the church. Today during our prayer time, Let's give thanks to God for continually fulfilling the promise that he will make all things new. Our memory verse from this week comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And now let us enter into a time of prayer. I praise my God this day. I give myself to God this day. I ask God to help me this day. You may lift up your own prayers and petitions to the Lord during this time. And now as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Do you have a question for me, your lovely host, Courtney? Or do you want a chance to end up on the next podcast? Whether it be a birthday shout out, a prayer request, or just a funny joke, if you give me a call, your voice might be heard on the next episode. Call me at 423-708-5354. Can't wait to hear from you. And remember kids, God loves you. 
And if the world were perfect, then it wouldn't be. Have a great day, y'all.